Tis the night before Christmas, and all through the town, every child is stirring and peeking around. I can't sleep, says Big Sister, and Brother agrees. I hear something, he whispers, and crawls on his knees. Could it be? Why, it's true. Santa smiles by the tree. He's unloading his presents and winking at me. Eat your cookie, that's right, Santa, and dip it in milk. Then tiptoe away in your warm fur and silk. Now look, he's left something, a note, tis a clue. To sister and brother, here's a mystery for you. Can you figure out where's that house of bread in the Christmas story? Now, go to bed. Just across town wakes another big brother. Get up, little Bella, but do not wake mother. The siblings peer out frosted windows and gape. Is that Santa's sleigh or a superhero's cape? Whatever his name, he sent us a note. It flutters to the front door. The boy grabs his coat. Who is the ruler in Micah 5-2? Many have guessed. I wonder, can you? The ringing of sleigh bells wakes three children next. All snug in their beds. Won't Papa be vexed? They peek through the crack of their large bedroom door. Wrapped boxes pile up on the living room floor. With giggles and wiggles, the youngest boy tries to fall back asleep and close those small eyes. But an envelope blows across the dark room. He opens it, reads it, and thoughts start to bloom. Look for the light, it reads. Follow that light, for that light of Christmas will shine in the night. In house after house, gifts appear by the trees, and messages, clues, float in on the breeze. A peace now sweeps over the sweet girls and boys. They dream of the morning and unwrapping toys. The morning will bring tales of Christmas of old. Can you help the children with the clues they've been told? Hi, I'm your host, Heidi Illion, and this is Brilliant Mornings. Join us as we ignite a passion for discovering history. This season, we explore holidays in the United States, finding the stories of the people behind them. We focus on the poetry and narratives, written or oral, behind the great men and women of the past. Today, join the children's poetry group as they await and experience Christmas. And remember, in the story of Christmas, you are looking to find three things. Where and what is the house of bread? What is the clue in Micah 5-2? And how many lights in the darkness can you find in the Christmas story? The morning of December 24th, an excited batch of children, who especially favor pizza and poetry, donned their snowsuits, grabbed thermoses filled with hot chocolate, and met atop a snowy hill. Ice and snowflakes flew through the air as the club members raced down the sparkling slopes for hours on their sleds. Finally, breathless and sweaty, they gathered atop snowmen chairs for their last meeting of the year. Everyone was excited for Christmas and shared what they loved most about the holiday. I like building gingerbread houses with my family. I like the snow. About Jesus and having fun. I love making snow angels. I like opening gifts near the Christmas tree with my family and listening to the Christmas story. I like to open presents on Christmas, and I like to make cookies for Santa on Christmas with my mom. 
My favorite part about Christmas is spending time with my friends and family and giving and receiving gifts, said Alicia, the oldest of the group, who decided that now was about the time to start sharing poetry. I have a great Christmas poem for you all, A Visit by St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore. "'Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in The children listened intently, picturing St. Nicholas, whom they knew to be Santa Claus. Down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His draw little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly, that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He smoked, He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, happy Christmas to all and all a good night. The children cheered and clapped, sipping cocoa, which was now a bit cold. Was this poem talking about the first Christmas? asked Leah. Claire shook her head. When Jesus was born, It was a quiet night in a barn. There was no Santa, there were no elves, and there definitely were no presents under the Christmas tree. In fact, Christmas would not be celebrated for many hundreds of years. Suddenly, Micah's father called everyone down from the mountain to a fire pit where a warm fire crackled on a pile of logs. Hey, we haven't read the Christmas story yet. Have a seat, everyone. Hey, Luke. Why don't you read the story written by a man named Luke? He actually talked to people who knew Jesus and wrote down what he found. The children passed around blankets and snuggled as they listened to the 2,000-year-old narrative of Jesus' birth. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I 
bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men, on whom His favor rests." When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, "Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about." So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby. Who was lying in the manger? When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the, the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Wow, that must have been on a cold, snowy day, just like today. Teo mused, wrestling with Micah to get their blood flowing. Well, you know, many think that actually Jesus was born in springtime, since that's when the shepherds would have been watching over their sheep who were having babies at night. Explained Micah's father. The celebration of Jesus's birth was moved to December twenty-fifth because many cultures already celebrated the winter solstice at this time. Winter solstice is the shortest day of the year. The Vikings would celebrate the holiday called Yule at this time. They would burn logs, decorate trees, and even hang festive wreaths. These traditions sound a lot like those of Christmas today, but the Viking holiday was quite different because they also believed in many gods and worshipped them. The Puritan pilgrims did not celebrate Christmas because they felt it was too full of pagan traditions, with parties where people got very rowdy and caused trouble and mischief. Actually, did you know the pilgrims even made Christmas illegal in America? Christmas illegal! Shouted Peyton. Yes, but as time went on. Immigrants came to America from places like Germany, where they celebrated Christmas by decorating Christmas trees and using Advent calendars and decorating gingerbread houses. Lots of Americans started participating in these fun traditions. That poem, "Twas the Night Before Christmas," helped to change Americans' minds about Christmas as well. With all those exciting ideas about kindness, a jolly man in a sleigh, and gift giving. Americans decided it could be a family-friendly holiday. Well, it's getting late now. Micah's dad checked his phone for the time. Time for you all to head home to be with your families for Christmas Eve dinner. On Christmas morning, the children all over town awoke to a gentle snow falling over the homes and piles of wrapped gifts under their trees. But the most curious of all were the notes signed Santa, which they found fluttering around. On each was written a different clue. Peyton and Maddie read, "For a clue to the meaning of Christmas, find out what the house of bread is." House of bread? Hmm, that's easy. The gingerbread house," said Maddie. 
sneaking her finger into the frosting which held together the walls of her gingerbread house. Hey, keep those fingers out, said Peyton. But what's the deeper meaning there? At that moment, the story of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem popped into her head. Hey, in my Hebrew class, I learned that Bethlehem means house of bread. So, we love to make gingerbread houses at Christmas, but actually, the deeper meaning is that this is where Jesus was born. A town called House of Bread. At this moment in his house, Micah was tackling the Micah 5-2 clue. Hey, this clue is all about me. Micah smiled. Micah, it's talking about the book, Micah, said Bella. Find chapter 5, verse 2. And he did. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, you are one of the smallest towns in Judah. But from you will come one, the one who will Israel for me. He comes from very old times, from days longer. Oh, the ruler comes from a town called the House of Bread, or Bethlehem. As Micah pondered these ancient words, the snowy winds drifted to yet another cozy home where Claire and Jack tackled a clue about lights. What was the light of Christmas? Their note asked. Christmas lights, obviously, yelled Levi, dancing around in a string of colorful lights. Claire smiled, knowing that Christmas lights must have a deeper meaning. At that moment, she remembered an ancient piece of literature from a book called Isaiah. Isaiah the prophet spoke about Galilee and the Jordan River where Jesus would walk one day. He said, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. I love Christmas because we can celebrate that God came like a bright star on a dark night into a dark world. He came to comfort and heal all the people in the world. As Claire's family lit her Advent candles, thinking about the significance of light, Jack read a little farther in the passage. Unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. As the children unwrapped their long-awaited presents, they heard a song coming from outside. Was it a caroler? It seemed to wrap up all of the clues together. Die.
have a merry little Christmas. Wishing all of our friends all over the world a safe, happy, and healthy holiday. Feliz Navidad. Bon Natale. Joyeux Noël. Vesowich Schwiant. Serdjesvum. Nolek Honachwich. Kirismas in Gemma. our special guests today. What an amazing group for a special holiday. Thank you, Leah, Claire, Jack, Levi, Bella, Micah, and Alicia for telling their favorite part of Christmas. Thank you, Alicia, for reading A Visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore. Thank you, Luke, for reading Jesus's birth story from Luke. Thank you, Micah, for reading from Micah. Claire and Jack for reading from Isaiah. Thank you, Antenya, for your rendition of O Little Town of Bethlehem. Thank you, Teo, for speaking German. Hank and Eli speaking Portuguese. Fidelis speaking Chinese. And Luca from France speaking French. This recording is produced by Heidi Illion. Intro and outro music are by Matt Greycar. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Also, follow Brilliant Mornings on Instagram and share it with a friend today. Go tell it on the mountain over the hills and far away